0: Hello, Selwyn Avenue, and welcome to our Faith Lab podcast, which is offered to you every week in reference to the sermons that we preach on Sunday mornings. Today, we are starting a new series. This will be our our series for the summer. So we hope you find time in your week, whether you're outside or on vacation, or if you're running errands around Charlotte before you come to worship on Sunday, to take a dive into the parable that we will be preaching and teaching on Sunday mornings. This series entitled uh, Summer Stories takes a look at the various parables of Jesus, and we consider why storytelling was such an important teaching tool for Jesus and one that we still rely on today. I'm going to ask Nancy Nutter, our children's director, who's with me today to read the scripture, and then I'll offer a little bit of context onto what parables are and why we use them and why they're so powerful to us uh, as Christians in the modern era. So Nancy, we're going to look at the parable of the sower and found in Matthew chapter 13. Will you read it for us?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Chapter 13, one through nine. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he, was, that he got into the boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But then the sun rose and they were scorched. Since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Let anyone with ears listen.
0: Amen. Nancy, why do you think children like to hear stories so much?
1: I think um, I think that they can understand them better. I mean, they can understand um, what you, you tell them. I think they go to, you know, magical place and they can understand that uh, sometimes better than than us adults but i think storytelling is 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 pivotal in in children's lives and in their growing up and um and for us in christian ed it's it's very important in teaching them the stories um of the bible and for them to start to form their faith yeah those stories. Yeah,
0: you know, all of the Bible is, a, is a collection of stories about who God right. is and, and who we are. And when you said <clears throat> that children go to a magical place when they are invited into a story, right? that magical place, the mystery and, and the imagination that's required of us when we hear a story right. is the reason why it parables are such an important part of how we come to know who God is. And a parable, the Greek word um, parable is broken up into two parts. Um, Para means alongside and Mm -hmm. ballo means to cast. So as Jesus would use a, a parable, this was, this was a tradition of faith building that uh, was a natural part of his culture, and it was inherited from, from the Jewish faith, and Jesus was a faithful Jew. And so right. throughout the Old Testament, where we have Proverbs, and the New Testament, where we have stories or parables, the, the mystery of, of the narrative itself um, forces us as hearers into an, um, into the story into into our imaginations There, the, there's something that we get to do when we hear right. a parable and so as we consider this sower uh this sower parable there, there's the storyteller which is whom jesus right there are those who are hearing the story right. the, the disciples uh, mm-hmm. and then there are those of us um who who get to peer in, you know? So, so typically in a parable there there's whoever's in the story itself, there's Jesus and whoever's hearing it within the Bible. And then there's the modern day reader or congregation who's also engaging the story. So we don't need to wrestle as much with, well, is this contextually true or fact? (laughs) Um, We just know that God, that Jesus is sharing a truth. Um, and sometimes that truth is really challenging, um, the, the people whom Jesus is interfacing with, and certainly it challenges us. And, uh, while we are invited into an imaginative space, um, parables can't, we can't let ourselves off the hook. Like we can't wiggle our way out of whatever that truth is. So with that in mind, um, you read the parable of the sower, right? And it's about, it's about somebody planting?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: What do you think the, what do you think the seeds represent? Or what do you, you know, what, what do we know about why this, why Jesus is telling the story?
1: Well, we know that um, it's about the kingdom. It's about the word, which is what we have in the form of the Bible. And it's about you know um, what we'll know in our time is the teachings of Jesus, but you know the word and the knowledge of, of the kingdom are the things that um, that Jesus is conveying to them in this par- parable and in lots of the parables and understanding um, the the way that we're the, the way that we're supposed to live. And in this particular one, I think it leads to listening and hearing the word and what we do with it when we've done that. What yeah.
0: We yeah so it's, it's, there's this group of disciples, and Jesus is basically uh, giving them some instruction on how they might root themselves in God's word, you know, and so this imagery of roots is what's really important. And while we we can root ourselves in Christian faith, the ways we do that, I guess, are through, you know, church engagement, reading scripture, studying, being in conversation with people about um, how we interpret scripture. Um, Our understanding in the Reformed faith is something that is a gift from God. So, like John Calvin would say, that right. um, it is God who illumines our hearts so that we might understand, which is why we say faith in, in the Presbyterian Church, we talk a lot about faith seeking understanding. Right. So, a five year old can have faith. Right. Um, and that understanding will deepen oh,
1: over yes. time. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Absolutely. And, um, and yes, I like what you're saying about um, the roots. And I mean, in the, in the parable, who who is the sower, um, Lori? I mean, what are we? Uh, is that a rhetorical
0: question, or do you want you want me to take a stab at stab at that?
1: Yes, or um, and, and you too, the seeds and and what Jesus is trying to convey to us.
0: I mean, the sower. The sower represents God. The seeds represent God's holy word of grace. Right. That uh, it, you know, God, the sower is abundant. Those seeds are flying everywhere. Right, like the they seeds, are. The seeds are yes. flying like there's an abundance yes. of seeds, and right. it sounds as if, you know, God is just—they're just falling out from everywhere. It's raining seeds. And generous,
1: generous portions to all.
0: The birds are fed by those seeds um, also, you know, so it's a sustaining, nourishing gesture of God that we might be fed and that uh, God's grace and God's holy word will be rooted in in something that will grow in good soil. And it's not ours to judge, you know, where the thorns are or where the rocky paths are, but that we can trust and that we know that um, good soil will, the seeds will take root in good soil. Uh, And so ours, our job is to cultivate that good soil uh, and and to expect the seeds to fall um, so that there might be generative new life and growth. Uh, And and we need not worry about where the thorns lie (laughs) Uh, and we can also acknowledge that um, we we visit those rocky places as, as well, um, mm-hmm. and God covers them. God covers them anyway.
1: Yeah, I think that that you're right, and I also love at the end there that you know when we do hear and understand that we bear fruit and it yields this tremendous, you know, um, you know, harvest and. I think about the fact that I know that we are not um, works righteousness, but it is exciting to know that when we react to the word, we can do it in ways that, um, that bear, bear fruit. Yeah, and I think yeah. about Selwyn's case, you know, we're, I feel like since I've been here, we're very mission-minded and that's wonderful that I get that in the bearing of fruit.
0: I mean, I think the question for us to consider might be, um, what is it around us that, that chokes God's word in our yeah. lives? Um, yeah. what is making you feel cut off or parched, mm-hmm. um, preventing, preventing you from cultivating soil that you might, uh, receive God's word in, in a way right. that would let you grow in faith. Right. Um, if most of the times in the parables are often, Jesus will explain the parable itself. Uh, And of course he does that later on in in starting at verse 18. Um, it says, as for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word and it yields nothing. So Mm um our our other idols which you know i think in america we can't dismiss greed um greed wealth sports all the things all things um so if you take a peek at a parable you can expect um to not be let off the hook in terms of how it applies to our life today
1: yeah and find yourself there in all of the different types of soils or different scenarios he's talking about right
0: would you mind offering us a prayer?
1: No, that would be wonderful. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the example of Christ. We thank you for those that will find their way to this podcast. May you continue to inspire us all and be with us this week and um, keep us whole. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Nancy. Everyone who's listening, have a good week and we'll see you on Sunday.
1: Yes.